0: Good morning and welcome. The Lord be with you. And grace and peace in the name of the living Christ be with you all. It is a joy to share with you in this time of worship as we gather and proclaim the word and as we know Christ with us at table. As we do so, we remember we are still in the season of tide, and remember that on Easter evening... Christ met a couple of his disciples on the way to Emmaus, and as the word was proclaimed and as bread was broken, they knew Christ is with them. So it is with you and me. So it is a joy to share with worshiping you uh, this morning. Thank you for sharing at First Church. Just a reminder, especially for our, our visitors, our guests, you bless us with your presence. We pray this is a blessed time for us all. And just a reminder of the registration pads that you find in your pews to your left or right because it helps us. To know of you sharing in worship this morning. As we gather, we are mindful of opportunities for service and, and fellowship that are before us. A reminder of the women's Bible study that is at noon on Tuesdays that is in the Uptown Ministry Center. There will be a meeting of our mission team on Wednesday evening at 6 o'clock. And a reminder as well that it was just a little under a, a month ago that some tornadoes tore through this region, uh, destroyed many homes, upset many lives. So, Uh, We have the mission boxes that are before us. As you come forward to celebrate the Lord's Supper, I invite you to contribute to these mission boxes, uh, and your gifts will go toward tornado relief. As we worship this morning, we continue to hear of the ministry of the early church, especially as found in the book of Acts, and we hear Peter, the Apostle Peter, speaking this morning of God's grace poured upon all of one gospel for all people. I invite us now to prepare to worship God together. Our call to worship is before us. Let us stand as we share in this call to worship. The Spirit is coming to bless us. Gifts for the good of all. Strangers and neighbors, foreigners and family will join in a new song. Come, let our worship make a joyful noise. We begin with I come with joy, number six seventeen. been told, we may not have the right hour point, so if you're following along and we get disjointed, we may just have to go old school, follow along in your bulletins or hymnals, uh, but we are in good shape. So. Our opening prayer is before us in our bulletins. I invite us to go to God as we pray. Oh Lord, your wondrous birth means nothing unless we are born again. Your death and sacrifice mean nothing unless we die to sin. Your resurrection means nothing if you be risen alone. Raise and exalt us, O Savior, both now to the estate of grace and hereafter to the estate of glory, where with the Father and the Holy Spirit you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. We hear our first scripture lesson from 1 John.
1: comes today from 1st John 1 verses 1 through 6. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we saw it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you, so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing this, that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in the darkness, we lie. And do not live according to the truth. The Word of God for the people of God.
0: We anticipate gathering at the table of our Lord as we sing One Bread, One Body, number 620.
1: Our New Testament lesson this morning comes from Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 48. While Peter was still saying this, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word, and the believers from among the circumcised who came with Peter were amazed, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, Can anyone forbid water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. The word of God for the people of God.
0: We speak of boundaries. We do so because we understand boundaries to be important. We understand that and and rightly so. First Church recently hosted a workshop for Virginia clergy regarding clergy ethics. Much of this workshop addressed the issue of behavioral boundaries, behavior that is and is not acceptable within the life of the church. We have heard recently and continue to hear much regarding the Me Too movement, hearing stories especially of sexual harassment, of boundaries inappropriately crossed. So we understand and support the need to establish and maintain healthy boundaries. Good fences make good neighbors, we say. Stay in your place, stay in mine, we understand. There is behavior defined as acceptable and unacceptable, we know what is expected of one another, we have established social norms, all of this should help reduce any anxiety regarding social interaction and the establishment and maintaining of relationships, mind the boundaries, we say, which may make the scripture from the book of Acts this morning all the more puzzling. Because some boundaries have been very well established to this point in Scripture for the people of God. In fact, we may well ask how could the people whom God has called, how could the people whom God has chosen, how could they be identified without boundaries, that boundaries God Himself has established? We remember. God has given his people certain commandments. We recall these commandments. Recall that they established for the people of God, for his holy people, his people set apart, boundaries. Among these commandments, you shall have no other gods before me, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall remember the Sabbath day, and keep it holy. We also remember there is a a holiness code in our scripture, a priestly code that God entrusted to his people. We find the code especially in the book of Leviticus, not the most exciting of writing we may say, but there's important stuff there which defines what is and is not expected from the people of God. There are boundaries that he establishes for his people, and within these boundaries there is found a list of foods to be eaten, a list of foods not to be eaten. Now, I know there may be the tendency for you and me at times to speak critically or to speak dismissively of of these food laws, of of the requirements placed upon the people of God regarding the ways in which they should behave, and and I understand that, but I encourage us just to think a little differently. I encourage us to remember this behavior regarding foods and observance of the Sabbath and other laws were, were behaviors identifying and naming the people of God. That is to say, observe these behaviors regarding what is and is not eaten. Observe these behaviors regarding what is and is not permitted on the Sabbath. And in so observing this behavior, you are able to say with all conviction, I belong to the people of God. And by this behavior, I show myself as different from all other peoples. But understand this as well. If we are saying this behavior is no longer to be observed and no longer required, if you are to declare this behavior has served its time and is required no more, then how do you define and identify the people of God? These are some serious questions for the people of God, especially as we refer to the Jewish people and the laws and language of the Old Testament. We speak of laws and behaviors and requirements of the Jewish people found therein. We speak of that which we may consider archaic and outdated no longer applying to our lives now. And we speak of removing these identifying markers as the people of God, but that's a serious conversation not easily had. And it is a serious conversation that I feel invites you and me to wonder. Given we can so easily name behaviors identifying those of the Jewish faith, just what are those behaviors that identify you and me as those within the Christian faith? As you and I reflect upon questions considering how we are identified as the people of God, we are taken to the early days of the Christian church. Jesus has died, he's been raised from the dead, he has ascended into heaven, and now the apostles of Christ spread the good news. We are taken to those days when certain of the boundaries long established for the people of God are boundaries now being challenged. In fact, not long before this scripture, Luke, who also wrote the Gospel, he wrote the book of Acts, Luke gives us this stunning vision that was seen by the apostle Peter. It is the vision in which Peter, in prayer upon a certain housetop, sees the heavens opened, and descending from the heavens is something like a great sheet, lowered by all four corners. Within this sheet, Peter sees a great assortment of creatures, creatures the people of God are strictly forbidden to eat. Yet along with this vision, Peter also Here's a voice. It is a voice telling Peter not once, not twice, but three times, kill and eat these creatures. Now Peter is a faithful and obedient man. He knows what's written in Scripture. He takes it seriously, always has. The strong man of faith is not so quickly going to abandon All he has known and all he has practiced. Who among us would? Who among us would so easily erase the boundaries? Yet as Peter, we are told, is perplexed about being told to eat what he has never eaten because of Scripture, other boundaries are also being challenged. Peter goes to the house of a Roman soldier named Cornelius, a Gentile named Cornelius, a non-Jew. He is a man with whom the people of God are told to have few dealings. Yet Peter goes to this Gentile's house and he brings the man to faith. Boundaries, well-fixed, long-established, identifying boundaries are falling away. Now you and I, on this side of the resurrection of Jesus, you and I who have long eaten whatever we want, we quickly and easily celebrate the freedoms we have within our faith, we easily celebrate the doing away with what we consider to be so much legalism and burdensome practices of faith. Well, we do well not to be so dismissive of our ancestors in faith and their practices. Because we understand these ancestors more than we realize. Because we, like these ancestors in faith, may understandably ask, if we do away with these practices of faith, if we do away with all we have read, all we have known, all we have long observed, and all we have believed, where do we stop? If we dismiss the food laws, those practices that have long defined us, practices around which we have shaped our lives and built our relationships, are we then to just dismiss everything? We understand because you and I have heard it said and it may be we ourselves have asked if we are not to adhere to this part of the Bible If we are not to take seriously this part of the Bible, if this does not mean what it really says, well, do we take any of it seriously? We understand. We understand Peter's protest against being told to kill and eat. What he is a man of faith has never killed and eaten. We understand any reservations he may have about socializing with a Gentile, a non-Jewish soldier. We, as the people of God, have never done this. So what is it that's happening here in, in the book of Acts? Is boundaries so well established, so long observed, are boundaries functioning no more? It's a serious question for people of God, and we do well not to answer too quickly. We do well to spend some time within the pages of our scriptures also. Perhaps even to go all the way back to the beginning of our faith story. It's good that we do that, because as we return to the beginnings of our faith story, we find ourselves hearing again, GOD'S CALL OF ABRAHAM. YOU REMEMBER THIS CALL? GENESIS CHAPTER 12. GOD ENTERS INTO HUMAN HISTORY BY CALLING ABRAHAM, SAYING TO ABRAHAM, BY YOU, ALL THE FAMILIES OF THE EARTH SHALL BLESS THEMSELVES Through you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Brothers and sisters, that's where our story with God really begins. With this call, these words which speak of blessing for all the families of the earth, not just some, not just a few, but for all the families of the earth. That's where our story begins, and it leads us to this point. And from this call, from these words of blessing, our story never strays. So central to our relationship with God are these words that Jesus, Son of God, is also called Son of Abraham. For in this Jesus, God's call of Abraham to bless all finds new expression. So it may be that boundaries here are are not broken. Instead, what is happening in Acts is the unfolding of God's promise to Abraham that all nations of the earth are now claiming God's blessing. You know, in, in my Bible, as well as yours, I suspect, this book is titled The Acts of the Apostles. It's an okay title, but... But really not the best a better title certainly more accurate is the acts of the holy spirit because what is happening in this writing as the call of abraham is fulfilled and all are blessed what's not happening at the initiative of the apostles it is happening according to the will and purpose of god a god whom we are told shows no partiality, but a God who blesses all, a God who has set a place at God's table for each of God's children, including you and me. So come to the table. Find your place. Take and eat and receive God's blessing for you. We respond to the word of God as we affirm our faith. I invite us to stand and to find page seven in the front of our hymnals, and to find there the Apostles' Creed. I invite us to respond as we share this creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered in Pontius conscious was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. And I invite us to a time of prayer. It is a responsive time of prayer, known as the prayers of the people. Uh, in this time of prayer, I will offer various petitions, and I will conclude each of these petitions with the words, Lord, in your mercy, and I invite from you the response, hear our prayer. I invite you as well to name any concern, speak any prayer concern that you may have as we share in this time of prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for Breaking into our lives, for calling someone such as Abraham. We thank you for speaking your desire to bless all nations. We thank you for giving your son, known as son of Abraham, one who fulfills your promise to bless. We thank you for your call of us now, for the ways in which we work through ways in which you work through us as your church bless many in this community and beyond we thank you Lord that your love is so deep and profound that it embraces each of us here that you have set your table that you give yourself from this table and you invite us all to find our place there Lord in your mercy and hear us Lord as we pray for the people of this congregation Lord, in your mercy. (laughs) Trip Smith, Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for those who suffer and to those in trouble. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your
2: mercy.
0: Hear us, Lord, as we pray for the concerns of this community. Lord, in your mercy. Our schools, students, teachers, faculty, administration. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for your world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us as we pray for your church, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy. Bishop Lewis, Janine Howard, the Council on Bishops, Ministries of First Church. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. And here are our prayers offered within the communion of saints, those who surround us and sing your praises and find their place at table with each of us here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Christ, our Lord, invites to His table all who love Him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. So I invite us to share in the prayer of confession as we find, in bold print, in our bulletins. Let us pray. God of all hope and joy, we confess that we continue to live in fear. In Christ, you claim us as children but we disobey your commands. In Christ, you even call us friends, but we've not been faithful to you. Forgive us, God of grace, by the power of your spirit, help us to abide in your love and to share that love with others through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news that Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are, forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God, and I invite us now to welcome one another as we pass the peace of Christ. Let us welcome one another. Hey, Joe. Welcome. We've hey, enjoyed being with Preston this week.
2: Hey, hey
0: Keith. As we find our places, I'll invite us to uh, our ushers to come forward as we worship God, receiving his tithes and our offerings. Let us pray lord you bless us beyond measure give to us your own son when you give us a time and place of worship you bless us beyond measure use these blessings return to your care so that they may be of blessing to your children throughout the earth in jesus name amen Beginning on page nine, in the front of our hymnals, we find the order for the great thanksgiving, the celebration of communion. I invite you to follow along. There will be three responses in bold print as found in our hymnals. Those will be sung responses, and we will be directed at that time, given instruction recording, regarding the singing of those responses. The Lord be with you. with you. Lift up your hearts.
2: Lift them up to the Lord.
0: Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
2: It is right to give our thanks and praise.
0: It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and adjoin their unending hymn. <laughs> and made with us a new covenant by water in the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your Word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and to deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf, the bread which we break, is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. This is the table of our Lord to which each of you is invited, God knows you by name, wants to dine with you. Our ushers will lead us down the center aisle. There will be two stations here. You will receive a portion of the bread. You'll be invited then to dip that into the cup that will be held before you as well. Having received the body and the blood, if you feel led, you may kneel here for a time of prayer or simply return by the side aisles to your place. Again, the admission boxes are here to receive support for tornado relief. Uh, Our choir will come first. Come to the table of our Lord. Toward the bottom of page 11 in bold print, we find our closing prayer. We go to God as we pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. We stand as we share our closing hymn, Victory in Jesus, number 370. We go now in peace, we go as those who receive the fulfillment of God's blessing, of his desire to bless all nations, a desire spoken to Abraham, a desire spoken to you this day. Go now in peace in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit.